Welcome back to Je ne sais quoi. I'm Michelle. And I'm Ada, and we're your hosts. And today we have our first guest of the Je ne sais quoi podcast. So for our first guest, we wanted to choose someone who's very well-spoken, wise, beyond her years. So welcome to the show, Gabby. Hi, guys. My name is Gabby. I'm so honored to be um, the first guest on the Je ne sais quoi podcast. I've really been enjoying it so far, so I'm excited for um, this episode. Thank you for being here. Yeah, we really appreciate it. I don't know if you want to start off by just like telling us a bit about yourself. Basically, I know Michelle and Ada from school. We went to middle school and then high school together. Today, I'm going to be talking about like my personal experience with my nail business that I just started recently. So, yeah. We're curious to hear about kind of when you decided to start your business or what that looked like Mm -hmm. for you. I think I was really hesitant to start it. You know, when you have an idea and then you kind of push it down, it's kind of like what you guys were saying with imposter syndrome, but you're like thinking, oh, like that's too far-fetched for me to do or like I can never do that or something. I remember first got my nails done. I was kind of like mesmerized by how it, how they did everything. And I was like thinking that's so cool. It's like, it seems so fun, something I like. And also it's like a good way to make money because nails are pretty expensive right that was like the first time I thought about it and then it kind of stuck in my mind and then when I finally decided I'm going to try doing it on myself was when um I got a set of nails and I was really unsatisfied with how they did it and I felt like it was kind of unsanitary and um unsafe so I kind of wanted to see what I could do you know did you like watch YouTube tutorials or like to teach yourself that or do you kind of wing it Well, first I started on myself. It's like the first thing I did. And Mm -hmm. like even before starting, I like binge watched a whole bunch of YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, when you get in like a whole loophole of something and you get so like interested and excited. And then I was still like contemplating whether or not I would do it. And then I finally just went and one night I just bought like like a basic kit that mm-hmm. could help you do a few basic sets. And that's kind of where I started. That's so cool. Yeah, I just noticed your nails right now. Did you do those yourself? They're yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I did them a couple of days ago, but I always, it's kind of funny because I usually only do one hand. It's just so like, it's so much easier. Yeah. And I usually get distracted to do the other hand. When I do other people, it's a breeze, but for doing your other hand with your non-dominant, it's kind of a hassle. (laughs) Yeah. That's so funny. I remember when I was in kindergarten, there were, like, these helpers who I think were in grade six, and they would come into our class, and this one girl always only had one hand painted, and she was like, it's too hard to paint my other hand, but it wasn't, like, nice, like, acrylics or anything. It was just, Mm -hmm. like, regular nail polish. And I was like, wow, that's so cool. But yeah, how old were you when you first got your nails painted? And then like when you started doing the nails? I got them done really young. I was always like interested in that kind of stuff. And my mom like let me dabble in into like nail polish and makeup. But I wasn't allowed to get acrylic nails until I was older. It wasn't said, oh, you can't get it. But I kind of knew already my mom wouldn't be happy with that. And then I think I got them for the first time in grade 10 or, mm. or grade 11. I don't really remember. 
Like, I feel like it got really popular. Like, around our school, like, I remember a lot of girls yeah. start wearing it. Like, around grade 11, maybe grade 10. It got, because like, I think people started around the same time, like, getting into it. Because I feel like we're all kind of growing up and, like, mm-hmm. trying out new things, like, seeing what you like. And then I tried doing my own nails last year, basically, in the summer at 17. And then I just did that really inconsistently. And then later on, I was like, okay, maybe I can start doing this for someone else. I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like acrylic nails and just, like, statement nails have been mm-hmm. getting like more and more popular I don't know if it's like Kylie Jenner I mean her know her nails are a big thing and everyone mm-hmm. tries to create that but what do you think of that as a nail artist I think that it's interesting like there's so many things that you could talk about when it comes to nails because like acrylics have dated back for such a long time but I feel like you could also talk about like cultural appropriation too because like I feel like sometimes when people think of nails it's like super long nails. It's always like the Instagram girls, da da da, like Kylie and stuff. But also like there's like black women who've always kind of styled their nails really extravagantly. So it's like interesting to think about that. But I like that people are like going, stepping out of their comfort zone and trying new things too. Thanks for pointing that out because like when I think about that, like name that comes to mind is like Kylie like she definitely borrowed this from a culture that's not really hers so I guess I think of Kylie Jenner I mean I don't follow her and I'm not really like paying attention to her nails but I do um see Cardi B's nails and they're always so long too and I'm like how does she oh or even like I think of Billie um I almost said Billie Eilish Billie Eilish yeah there's a lot of people who like um have really I think like I really like Cardi B's nails because like she expresses herself Mm -hmm. a lot with them and she uses them in her music videos and stuff like that so I think that's like nice to see but the thing about nails like what we were saying before about cultural appropriation like I feel like it's it's like anyone can get them obviously but I feel like it's just like not remembering like where it came from and like kind of paying that forward you know so that's kind of like another thing that I liked about doing nails that like for the longest time I feel like black women were like the main consumers in that industry but like they're not really the ones like providing the service so I feel like it's nice to like be able to you know that's a good point and yeah I just think it's so like enterprising and that you like saw a gap in the market you saw you're not getting the nails to like the standard of the yeah and you also do like home visits too right or like people can go to your house I basically do it all at my house um in my room I have like a little setup it was kind of funny because like I was like you know how I said I was really hesitant to do it Mm -hmm. then there's just this one day I was like okay I have to start it now like I just have to because I've been like delaying it for so long so I didn't have a desk so then I just I was like I need a desk because I need to be able to do it for people so I board my friend's desk which is still in my room and yeah so I do it at my house the only thing with that is like my mom was kind of like uh like weary about that at first like having people come in and out of um our house so far everyone like all my clients have kind of been people I've known through others like mutuals you know mm, so that's hopefully good. like eventually it could branch out but so far it's been okay 
I can relate so much to some of those things you were saying. Like, first of all, like having a home business, like I started a home bakery pretty recently mm-hmm. and it's just so funny. Like, cause I think everyone's been having this experience during the pandemic of their like home life and work life kind of converging, mm-hmm. but it really becomes like so noticeable when you're doing something like um, hands-on like nails, like for me, it's making bread. Mm-hmm. So I have like, in my kitchen like it's all just like coated with flour and I in the mornings it's like spread over my kitchen table and I like don't even put the placemats of my family away it's like just on top of everything and yeah like my parents are also really understanding like I think parents who like like embrace or encourage their kids businesses Mm -hmm. are awesome like yeah parents are so the support is always so good Mm-hmm. So wait, how did your parents feel about the the podcast? What did they say about that? Uh, my parents, I think they're like pretty chill about it. They definitely want to listen to it though. Like they listened to the first episode mm-hmm. and they're, I, they haven't listened to the second one yet. But yeah, I think they're going through it slowly. So yeah. I think it's, like, interesting for them to listen, even though I feel like they already know a lot of the things in the first two episodes, but they probably don't know a lot in this episode, so yeah. this might be more interesting for them. And also, oh, I feel like that might be, like, strange, too, if you're, like, opening up about, like, intimate topics. Like, I feel like it's so, like, vulnerable in a sense. Like, sometimes I feel like it's easier talking to, like, other people about certain things than your own parents, in a sense. Mm-hmm. For me, like, I have a really close relationship with my mom so like I always Mm -hmm. like tell her what I'm up to and whatever and she was really excited and then there was like a pause where we would like talk about and get so excited about the idea like this is like way before it really like Mm -hmm. happened and then my mom would like see that I'm like doing stuff like writing notes and getting ideas and putting all this together and then there were like like there's times where like my mental health wasn't great and I was just not in the mood for doing anything and then my mom would be like so what are you starting the podcast and she would be like almost like pushing me like come on you gotta start it and then I told that I texted her I'm like okay the plan is we have to start this podcast before summer ends and we like checked off that like I'm so happy and it was just it was kind of annoying to hear that from my mom but at the same time I was like sometimes I think I need that push of like okay Mm -hmm. just do it so you know my mom listens to it as well and she like the first time obviously I wasn't listening with her I was like just listen to it like I don't want to hear my voice again <laughs> she was like smiling the whole way through and it was really funny like I started That's like so laughing cute. about it yeah it, it was good and same with my mom like she knows like everything like I don't think much of it would be a surprise but mm-hmm. I think it's always really nice to have that kind of support my mom is like it was kind of weird in the beginning because she didn't really understand it like, she's a very natural person in the sense, like, for enhancements and stuff. Like, I like to be both. And, like, I like to wear my hair natural, but I also like to get extensions, stuff like that, or, like, lash extensions. And she's always like, yeah, but I like it better when he looks so beautiful and natural, da-da-da. So, like, she didn't really fully grasp, like, why I wanted to do nails, because she never really got them herself. So, mm-hmm. like... It was kind of cute to see, like, the transition between her being, like, kind of weary about it versus, like, later she would, like, I'd hear her when I was doing a nail appointment and I'd overhear her, she like, talking to her friend. She'd be like, yeah, she does nails. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's kind of funny. Aww. And then my dad, on the other hand, like, he was super supportive from the from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And, like, that was another thing that I thought about when starting this. Like, my dad is, like, an immigrant. So when he worked here, when he first moved here, it was, like, kind of hard for him to make the transition. Obviously, he spoke a bit of English, but it wasn't perfect. So, like, when you first move, like, you're not getting the best jobs, stuff like that. So I remember even when I was little, he always tried, like, told me, like, whatever you do, like, make sure you do it well and like try to like move your way up the ranks not in the sense to like be above other people but like he wasn't really treated that well when he was working at the bottom you know so like that was kind of a motivation to me mm-hmm. to like kind of like pay it forward in a sense or like make my dad proud mm-hmm. like he instilled like a kind of like work ethic that you want to like build and yeah. from a young age too mm-hmm. that's that's really nice. I think your relationship with the more natural approach, I guess, and then the more like like adding things on, or I forget the word, but for me, I'm like almost scared to like try new things with like fashion or like nails or hair. It's always yeah. good to have like the balance, you know? Yeah, balance like, is key. I was going to say also something that I often think, I guess is like, oh, if I change something, like I cut my bangs. Um, during quarantine one day I was like okay you know what I'm just gonna do it like I I think I like didn't sleep at all the night before and I often think about my friends too and like I guess not comparing because that's not like the best thing but I think about like what other people will think which I think Mm -hmm. that's a very me thing and I always think of what others will think or feel about whatever I do and also there's like an aspect of social media like on Instagram with like trying out like new style it's kind of an internalized feeling that I think that I've gone from like society Mm. like also social media is like something that I think like that holds me back from like wanting to try new things sometimes like even though I do but like sometimes when I have I guess unnatural what's the word for it (laughs) like we're missing Oh, enhancements. When you have, like, some type of enhancement, like, if you have your nails done, your hair done, or your lashes done, or, like, when I have those things done, I feel like kind of an internalized feeling of being ingenuine, or, like, this isn't me, like, other people, like, if I'm not wearing these, like, things... I'm going to look different or like people are going to think, oh, that's not how the person actually looks like. And it's like less attractive when it's not like just you being you. But I feel like that's just something that I like, obviously, I don't feel all the time, but it's like deep down that I need to like kind of just like go up. That's so relatable. There is something Uh, that society just instills in you that like is not a very good thing. I think for women in particular, it's like I feel this all the time. Like I almost feel what you're saying. It's like, oh, if I do this, there's, like, no going back. It's so strange. Like, if I, like, get a bikini or something that's more, like, skimpy mm-hmm. or something, I'm like, oh, like, now I can never go back to the one piece. Or, like, oh, like, I can't have my nails done if I have, like, leg hair or, like, something like mm-hmm. that, which is, like, so silly because, you know, everyone should express themselves in their own ways. Mm-hmm. or feel free to it's funny how natural beauty is praised which it obviously should be but like our idea of like natural beauty is tainted in a sense because mm-hmm. like what things are portrayed as as natural aren't always like just bare face bare you know it's like there's always something that you probably wouldn't notice because you don't know what goes on behind that and I don't think that's like a reason to feel insecure but also it's like that pressure to have like a natural beauty and like not participate in certain enhancement because it makes you ingenuine or a fraud like you guys said in your first <laughs> episode how did the pandemic affect your business like how did you have to change it and still keep going and 
I think that the pandemic was just kind of like discouraging for me in a sense because like I I started taking lines or like I first posted my page in January or in February one of the two months I don't really remember and then I think it was February or the end of January that I announced I was going to start taking clients right my I made my goals have like at least one client a week and I actually got that pretty consistently I was like having one person obviously that doesn't sound like that much like for someone who's like super like advanced and stuff but I was always also still in school and then like when it started to get into March I actually had several bookings in a week so that was like it was pretty exciting for me I hit like a new milestone but then when like March 13th or whatever when everything happened there's the big announcement then I had to like cancel a whole bunch of people so like I had this idea in my mind that like it would be okay when I get back because I had these people who had booked before and like when I reopen people are going to want to book again but like when I opened it was kind of like not that wasn't really the case like I didn't I kind of had to like build that back and like do the work again all over again like like you guys probably know with like social media there's like engagement and stuff so when you don't post your engagement goes down so much like your stories won't show up on someone's feed I think it was like a pretty big setback for me mm-hmm. the whole algorithm is yeah and Instagram kind of- is like it makes it breaks your business Instagram basically in a sense because like you just have to get people attracted to your page watching it like you don't know who's watching you but like if they can't see what you're doing then you're not going to be bringing in new people stuff like that I think what I was trying to do or what I've been doing recently is kind of like doing things that I know would attract a lot of people and that's like like the advice I've gotten from like more experienced like beauty providers and they said like when you're first starting out like it can't really be that much about the money the money will come later you know you just have to focus on like building a steady clientele like a couple weeks ago I did like models for a discounted price or like giveaways stuff like that that like gets them like interested like it gets you kind of hooked I think it's really interesting now with social media in a way it's so much easier to start a business during the pandemic um everyone feels like oh there's like so much free time like I think you said something really great about this Gabby about like how there's a lot of pressure mm-hmm. during this time to like do the thing mm-hmm. you've always wanted to do or like do you remember what you said like a lot of people were posting about this in the beginning it was like polar opposites either people were posting oh use this time like get up early make sure you did that thing like start that business do this do that and then there's other people who were like it's okay like you need to be taking care of yourself like this is something that's never happened before like you can't be telling people to be starting a business right now like it's so uncertain everyone has to do what they feel comfortable with doing and like there shouldn't be a pressure or like people shouldn't have a sense of superiority if they did end up starting something or you know like that's everyone has their own individual circumstances circumstances I felt some need to be really like creative and like cooking and baking and doing all this stuff and seeing people post like getting that pressure I guess from like social media and seeing like oh look what I did today and then like if Mm -hmm. I didn't do something I would kind of feel bad about it speaking about like how social media really (laughs) helps a business like then I find myself like checking the account and being on Instagram so much where I'm like okay I have to stop I Mm -hmm. should not check like which new followers has come up or like the comments there's some gratification of like seeing the comments and then I'm like okay like I have to stop I have to take a break 
off mm-hmm. of social media? Like, where do you kind of draw the line? Yeah, in definitely. Terms of that? I kind of relate to like what you're saying about like the feeling of gratification because like it's a really rewarding feeling and like you want to like keep pushing and like be able to like do more in a sense. But also like social media isn't really a full reflection of like the clients you're getting or how well your business is doing. You could have like few followers but still be getting booking stuff like that too but another thing about like the nail industry like now the industry is like really booming so like there's a lot of young nail techs right and I something that I felt really pressured by in the beginning and like that COVID was a huge setback for is like seeing how like someone at 17 or 18 has been doing it for one year and they're already like so good they're always booked they have like so many followers so much engagement and they're just like amazing and I always I kind of felt that pressure to like oh like one year from now I want to be here one year from now like stuff like that like that sounds like that you're falling behind it's really easy to get into that mindset but you kind of have to let go of all expectations and like success isn't like like we said it's not linear everyone has their own personal experiences and it doesn't take away if something took you longer than someone else. I felt throughout high school, not even during the pandemic, so much pressure to have a part-time job and kind of just balance everything. Yeah, definitely. Even if most people weren't having jobs, I just felt like, oh, like I need to have a job. And mm. I don't think that's going to work for everyone. Like some people like have to take care of their siblings. School is kind of a full-time job too. Like mm-hmm. everyone just has their different reasons, especially with social media. You can't always see what's going on behind the scenes and I Mm -hmm. think that's important to remember in business there's like this feeling of like feeling like you're behind or like need to be at a certain level and everything you do there's always going to be like a standard or like something that you feel like you kind of have to live up to that's kind of like relating and ties into like all that we've been talking about today one thing that I was surprised about like when I first started nails was like who supported me versus who did it when I was speaking to a girl who did my hair recently she was just saying you just have to like kind of keep it moving like it's surprising who doesn't support you but at the end of the day if you have to like focus on the positives Mm -hmm. and how do you keep your motivation there's like a lot of ups and downs like I remember when I first started I was always like I felt like so discouraged because I felt like I wasn't progressing at the same rate as other people or like I wasn't like improving the same as fast as others So I'd always look up and I'd be like, oh, nail tech being discouraged, nail tech this, like trying to like see if other people were feeling how I was feeling. Something that motivates me is just like knowing that what you feel isn't strange or weird or something. There's definitely other people who feel the same way as you. And like, it's okay to take your time. Like where I am now isn't where I'm going to be. Like, I don't feel like concerned that I won't improve or get better I think the thing that concerns me the most is like the amount of time that's that's something I think I just need to work on the most it's just gratifying seeing results yeah you're gonna go great amazing places with your business and in your life because you're amazing speaking of motivation we thought it would be nice for this episode to recommend a song that makes us feel motivated and just like a boss I guess this song isn't, like, super motivating in a sense, but it's just, like, a song that's, like, upbeat, and I've really been liking it recently. It's called A Little More Time by Lucky Day and Victoria Monet. Ooh. Honestly, my, like, the kind of music I listen to can be, like, really sad and just, like, (laughs) puts you in your feels. 
my mom actually reminded me of this song because I hadn't listened to it for a while, but it's called I Said Hi by Amy Shark. Back in grade 10, I, like I, that's when I think the song came out where, or when I like really listened to it. And still, like I have the same feeling when I listen to it now. I'm like, yes, like it just puts me up. And like if I put it really loud, it just pumps me up. And there's this other song with Kid Cudi, which I really like that I like started getting into like at the beginning of the year. The song Scott Mascuti versus the world. I hope I didn't like just butcher his name. And it's with CeeLo <laughs> Green. And I like learned the rap and I have it almost memorized. And I, like I put it on and just like rage kind of. And I bet like my neighbors like whenever I put it on do that probably think I'm like crazy or something. But it's a it's a quite a empowering song it gets you going well I'm impressed that you memorized the rap I (laughs) I don't think I knew that about you so for my song I knew that for this episode I had to recommend a song by the queen Jessie Reyes yeah who I love and I was like listening to like her entire discography on Spotify like and I decided on the song Body Count, the remix with Normani and Kalani, because three boss bitches are better than one. <laughs> so sorry, I was literally like scared to swear on this podcast because <laughs> I never swear, but this is just like the word. So that, that's a good song. I want to listen to that now. It's funny because, you know, like on Spotify, like for the Spotify people, like you could see like if you have friends, what they're listening to, like on my computer, like I, what I'm listening to. And I saw Adam listening last night to Jesse Reyes and I was like, hmm, is that a good Maybe that's going to be your song. Yeah. Thank you so much, Gabby, for coming on and being our first guest. You want to just tell people where they can find you or your thank you guys for having me I really enjoyed our chat we dabbled in a lot of different topics (laughs) if anyone wants to check out my nails you can follow me at nails by luna luna like moon in spanish on instagram and we'll put it below thank you well thank you so much bye guys bye Bye. Bye. thanks